Coming up on today's edition of the Chase Thomas Podcast, right after this, stats by Will, Will Warren, oh yeah, college basketball, March Madness, it's starting today! So we had to get this pod out at a different time here, we usually tape these on Thursday afternoons, but um, no, we gotta get it up in the morning, game start in like three hours, um, so getting that out, like I said, I feel like I've said getting this out early multiple times, either way, um, stats by Will, Will Warren, to talk all things college basketball, Tennessee's uh, road to a deep tournament run. Uh, why this is a big, big next couple weeks for Brandon Miller and why Alabama is in good shape. There's a lot of good SEC teams in good shape, like Auburn got a good draw. Uh, Bama, obviously, both uh, and Birmingham, and we'll see how that un- uh, unfolds. Kentucky, why they have a really good shot at the Final Four. So a lot of good SEC options there. But uh, West Virginia, Maryland, that's a fun one right out of the gate here. Uh, getting into first-round matchups uh, or Roberts over Duke, why that's a real possibility. Uh, doubting Xavier um kansas getting a really tough draw and uh, our final four picks so all that more coming up with the cbb expert himself will warren right for this uncle darren let's go chase thomas pod the chase thomas podcast um my nephew needs me to record see i hate i already hate it i hate it hello and good morning thursday march 16th 2023 it's march madness it's here it's all happening. Some folks might say that there were a couple games. It's already started. No, it hasn't. We're not talking about 98-point Arizona State on this podcast. We're, we're not doing that. Will can't have it. Will Warren, how are you? Uh, I'm terrible because I just picked Arizona State to the round of 32. Did you really? I'm afraid I have. Mm. But any, no, I'm really good. <laughs> it's, I need it the Sarah kind of like Christmas music. morning a little bit, right? You know, for, us, for us freaks, it's a little bit like Christmas morning. That's true. That is true. It's going to be good. I was looking at the times today and I was like, this is actually good. Now, look, am I uh, quite annoyed at Tennessee playing at 940? Yes. But throughout the rest of the day, a lot of good games and they're kind of, they're scattered. So that's good. Like Duke, Oral Roberts is going to be a nice prelude to Tennessee. Like it's uh, it's fine. Uh, a, I'm okay with the the schedule. This Thursday is kind of an interesting one because when I was I did the preview for the Substack, mm. and none of the well, okay, I would say there's like two upset opportunities where I'm like, okay, I think that has a real shot of happening, mm-hmm. maybe three, and then you look at Friday and it's like, oh god, there could be like five bangers on this one. Mm-hmm. It's in, so Thursday really has the higher quality games in my opinion like mm. starting off with West Virginia Maryland is fabulous that's just like old school bully ball going to be a delight to watch mm. uh, and really doesn't let up at all throughout the day it's pretty consistent you know going to have at least two good games on at a uh, given time tomorrow on paper looks less interesting uh, but there's a lot more upset potential so it's one of those it's kind of like how people big nfl guys uh will watch it's like week 11 and there's like no good games on the schedule like oh wait for it this is all all the good games come and then that does actually happen Mm -hmm. so i I feel like that's what we're in store for those first uh first couple days i'm excited i am excited we have a lot to get to let's do quickly the vols a lot of folks want to get your perspective on uh tennessee coming into the louisiana matchup tonight we know officially it's louisiana when i saw that draw i immediately texted you and was like uh-oh because that was like the that was the team where you're like uh, who matches up the best with tennessee probably louisiana and i was like oh but then you look at the line opens at 11 i just uh i'm okay am, am i yeah. right to be okay about louisiana today yeah and i i i probably should apologize for putting that out into the world uh you did this to me well 
Well, it was kind of like looking at the four factors on you know Ken's site, looking at some of the teams that Tennessee struggled with. And I was, my first thought was, well, Tennessee struggled with teams with this sort of profile. Mm. And then you actually go and watch their film and, you know, watch a couple of their games, get invested in like who else have they played that's of, you know, somewhat similar quality. Because obviously being in the Sun Belt, you're not going to play like Arkansas every week. Mm. Um, the two, the two things, sorry, the two things that pop up are number one, lost by 28 to Texas, which mm -hmm. is uh, sort of a big deal when Tennessee beat Texas. Uh, number two, they run an old school, and it's funny to say this as a Tennessee viewer, old school offense, four mm. out, one post in that never, and really it's two post in that never, you know, leave the paint. Um, and Tennessee has really handled offenses like that basically all season long. Uh, post first teams have not really had much success against UT, I would say. Like, you could point to Liam Robbins having some good runs against uh, Tennessee, but Vandy had a bunch of shooters around him. Lafayette mm -hmm. really doesn't attempt many threes. It's They have one of the lowest three-point attempt rates in the field. So, Which is the, weird, too, that, that the, the three-point stuff would plague Tennessee because I think their teams are shooting, what, 26% from deep against Tennessee on the air. Oh, I was yeah. going through hoop mass stuff where I'm like, that's weird. Why am I so terrified of three-point shooting teams when Tennessee is uh, ostensibly good well, it's we, just the yeah. single game variance. Like yeah. anything can happen in one-off situation, and so that's why you you look at like giant killers in ESPN or bracket breakers on the Athletic. The OGs of the giant killer game, by mm. the way. Um, they have you know all everybody's pointing out the same thing, which is that you know to beat a higher seated opponent, you need to include like some amount of variance in your game, whether it's like mm. forcing a lot of turnovers, owning the boards, taking a lot of threes, slowing the game down. What what ever it may be and lafayette really doesn't do any of that this kind of feels like drawing long wood again hmm. um and so i mean at the risk of looking like a huge idiot in you know 24 hours i i do think tennessee's going to be fine in this first round game it's just not like a on paper of course a very good matchup for the dog mm. the rest of the weekend's more interesting where you've got you know you basically have the Tennessee play-in game of sorts of Duke Oral Roberts at seven tonight, um, and you know when that kind of when that got announced, you know Sean Paul, who's a writer I respect, not just the writer of the song Temperature, mm -hmm. um, he you know noted that he didn't really like that matchup for ORU, and then the more I dove in, I was kind of like, well, I, I kind of actually do. Mm -hmm. um, Duke does not shut down ball screens very well, which is all of what Oral Roberts does. Mm. They have struggled um, with teams that can shoot it, like Miami. Mm. Oral Roberts reminds me a lot of, like, mid-major Miami. Hmm. And Duke did not look good against them this year. So I, I think there's a real chance Tennessee, if they were to advance to the round of 32, would play Oral Roberts instead, which is kind of interesting to say. Hmm. And I think people are sort of over-hyping the Duke thing because they got hot late, but, you know, we've done research to show the two most important months of the season for tournament performance are November and December, hmm. uh, which is not when Duke was playing their best basketball. So, A lot of guys I, out, though, at that a time. Lot of, a lot of guys out for sure, but, I mean, people need just to look back at Tennessee last year. Hmm. I mean, I hate to bring it up, but everybody, you know, Tennessee was basically the hottest team in the field, mm -hmm. uh, more or less, going into last season's tournament. And what did it do for you? A bunch of nothing. Yeah. So, I mean, you could make the same argument about Duke. You could do about Texas A&M. 
I caution over hyping the hot teams for sure. Hmm. Unless they're like a one or a two seed, and then it's just like, well, they've been good all year. I was gonna say that's not hot. They're just good all year. Yeah. <laughs> all the one seeds are not hot at the moment. They're just really good basketball teams. That's that's yeah. not a thing. But, um, but I, I would say yeah. my expectation, minimum mm. expectation, really, Tennessee should make the Sweet Sixteen with this draw. Hmm. Um. You're going to have the Oral Roberts matchup is the only one of the possible three that actually gives me some pause because Tennessee more or less, not exactly, of course, but more or less played something like this with Missouri, mm-hmm. though obviously Connor Vanover is a lot taller than Kobe Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, and it hasn't gone well when they've played systems like that. So I, I could see Oral Roberts exploiting them a little bit. Um, with that being said, like I obviously mentioned, they match up well with Louisiana. I think they match up quite well with Duke on paper, actually, because Duke does not shoot the ball well. They struggle mm-hmm. with turnovers a lot. Their guards have had a big problem with ball pressure this year, so which feeds right into like the you know Jemai Meshack, <laughs> Josiah Jordan James Santiago Vescovi game. So I, I think Tennessee should make the Sweet Sixteen at minimum, and beyond that, it gets quite favorable. But I know better than to be super optimistic about a Tennessee uh, program in the postseason. So I am holding back. Mm, that's fair. Sweet 16 is, I think most fans, even with after Zagai, like I think they're okay. I think most yeah. fans just want to get out of the opening weekend. I think that's the, the main goal here. Um, the most interesting player for you in the tournament is who? Uh, there's two ways you could go here. Number one is obviously Brandon Miller mm. um, because... Obviously, I mean, everything off the court is huge, of course, but I mean, when he's on the court, he is arguably the best player in America. Aside, mm. I mean, like you could say like the Zach Eady thing, but I mean, we've seen big posts not really work out in March before, so I wouldn't be surprised. To, and, you know, people were really hard on fading Purdue, so I wouldn't be surprised to see that end poorly. But mm. I mean, beyond Miller and the safer pick here is Marcus Sasser. Mm. Um we're all sort of waiting to hear how bad his groin strain is that he picked up, I believe, in the uh, either semifinals or finals of the AAC tournament. I cannot remember which game. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he slipped on the floor, looked bad at first. He actually warmed up and said he was okay to go against Memphis, but they held him out for safety purposes. Um, I, I think if he plays, Houston is legitimately the very best team in America. When he doesn't play... They're going to be more open to variants, more open to, you know, some defensive struggles, and they're not going to have as great of a time offensively. So his his strength and the percentage that he can play at matters a lot to Houston's success. I just, the Houston stuff too is too clean. I can't do it. I can't do um, Jim Nance in Houston for the Final Four. Houston winning, it's just too much. I, I can't do it. That just yeah, is too I, much I of a storybook ending. I, I'm all in Houston, and then on the other side, it'll be, I, I could not tell you who's coming out of the west side of the bracket, but mm. we'll say Arizona, for example. Could be a great game. Who was it who pointed out, like, teams who opened the year, what was it, preseason unranked, and just how it was bad? Ken. Huh? Ken Pomeroy. So yeah. one seed, we'll read this stat off really quick. One seeds mm. and two seeds that enter the season outside of the AP Top 25 if I'm recalling correctly, 0 for 36 in making the Final Four. And this year that includes Purdue and Marquette. Mm-hmm. I don't think you have to tell people to bet against Purdue. I think they're doing that themselves pretty well. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, 
But, you know, Marquette has picked up a ton of buzz lately as this white-hot team out of the Big East. And I like Marquette. I love watching mm. them. They're a delight. They don't rebound for crap. And their defense is not very good. So mm. I would be plenty shocked to see that sur- survive for four games, to be honest. So, I mean, I-, I think it's reasonable. And then you flip that. The mm-hmm. teams that started off in the preseason AP top 25, or even the top 10, really, who've sort of struggled on the back end of the year. Mm. So that includes like a Kentucky. That includes a Tennessee. That includes, you know, like a... Uh, Probably a Memphis even. I think Memphis were preseason ranked. Arkansas. So teams like that that have, you know, not had the best of seasons, but they were ranked up highly in the first place because they had the talent on the roster. Always interesting to watch those unfold. Hmm. Um, the best first-round matchup is what? <sighs> That's a tough one. I am a personal big fan of West Virginia-Maryland today. The very oh, wow. first game of the tournament. Um, it is. I. It's not recommended if you don't like like wrestling and not not like WWE, but like college wrestling, like watching mm. Carl Sanderson just destroy a guy on the floor. Uh, that is I'll West bite. Virginia. Who's Maryland. Carl Sanderson? Huh? Who's Carl Sanderson? He was this amazing Iowa wrestler back in that. He went undefeated in college. Hmm. Greatest wrestler wrestler of all time. Um, Did you wrestle in high school, Will? I did not. You look at this body. You think I can wrestle anyone? I don't know. You're like a. You're kind of. You're all in on wrestling. Uh, I, I, I wrestling. loved. I loved yeah. it when I was younger. And they were. I think ESPN did this thing where, like, if there was a history, they don't really do this anymore, of course, because they don't care. But if there was like a historical <laughs> thing coming up, mm-hmm. they would like promote the heck out of it and run it all the time. And I know it's mm. funny to say this after like the Aaron Judge deal, but mm-hmm. um, I remember them running a ton of like wrestling stuff on TV when Carl Sanderson was about to make it out of college undefeated. Hmm. Or Kale Sanderson, sorry. Kale Sanderson. Kale. He was hmm. Iowa Iowa State, not Iowa. Okay. So it was close, but either way. <laughs> Back to what we're ostensibly talking about here. Mm-hmm. So West Virginia, Maryland lines up really well today. I think people are, are gonna be wise to settle in for a pair of other games. Uh, Utah State, Missouri. Hmm. at 140 that's two all offense no defense teams utah state can play a little defense like they've got a good to uh you know interior grouping that keeps you out of the paint but it's it's missouri man we've watched them do this thing all year they they don't care they'll shoot they'll do their thing no matter who they're playing uh and utah state just a delight to watch fifth and three-point percentage in the nation taking on a missouri team that allows more three-point attempts than all but one other team in the field so I, I think that could be an absolute flamethrower of a game. Go Aggies. I'm all in on the Aggies today. Yeah, Mizzou real. going Get- down. and ra- like I think I'm rooting harder against Mizzou than any team in uh, the round of 64. Well, I, I have a team in Alabama to top you there. but I, Alabama, uh, <laughs> I guess it's just more of like I'm not expecting Alabama to lose oh, yeah, early. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the one who I think can actually lose an opening weekend. It's Mizzou. Out of here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Get them out. Yeah. <laughs> I've been annoyed by their I'm not, I'm not still mad league. about Tennessee, Mizzou from multiple instances. No, get them okay, out Okay, one other today, and then I'm yeah. going to add a couple tomorrow because I'm just in overload right now. Mm-hmm. Oral Roberts-Duke, uh, that's a game where both offenses match up really well with the opposing defense. Like, Oral Roberts can really exploit what Duke doesn't do well, and Duke can exploit the fact Oral Roberts, aside from Vanover, has no real size and can't rebound. Mm-hmm. So I'm 
fascinated to see who comes out on top there. Tomorrow, a couple that I think people should tune in for. Florida Atlantic at Memphis, late mm. night game in 8-9. Uh, Memphis is getting a lot of hype as this potential you know, Sweet 16 team based on their potential draw with Purdue. Could go pretty far, of course. But I caution people uh, against betting against FAU. FAU has beaten the odds all year long. One of the very best teams uh, against the uh, metric spread in the whole field. Love watching FAU. Mm. Beyond that... I find myself fascinated by a Drake versus Miami, which is also a later game on Friday. I've got Drake personally. I just think they're better. Miami's other thing that we're waiting for is for their center's health availability because he twisted his ankle real bad in the ACC tournament. When he is off the floor, an already not good defense turns into like arguably the very worst defense in the field. Hmm. Uh, which is shocking when you have, you know, 15 and 16 seeds to discuss. So um, his avail- availability to play at all is important. The last thing I read late last night from Jim Larinaga was that he cannot run or jump or is not cleared to run or jump yet, which uh, when you're playing basketball, seems like an important thing to be able to do. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, if he can't play, I, you should tune in and watch Drake at minimum. Really fun team. I think you tweeted, like, uh, the record cannot be good of teams who release those kind of hype videos. No. What are they mm. doing? Okay, so for people who are, are a very visual podcast, mm. people who aren't watching, Miami released this video that was just titled Don't Pick Us. And it's all of like, the players were like, dude, we were picked fourth in the ACC. We won the ACC, you know, over and over. Usual stuff. Mm. Tennessee made this exact same video in 2018 and then proceeded to lose to Loyola <laughs> Chicago in deeply harrowing fashion. Mm-hmm. don't do it don't do it it's stupid it's you're not gonna be happy all the only thing that can come of this is bad mm-hmm. always because if you lose the very first thing people are gonna do is screenshot that video and post don't pick us in the replies do you remember mizzou did something similar a couple of years ago on the prowl ahead of the tennessee game and proceeded to get thrashed by tennessee <laughs> it was like on the prowl. like what are we doing Yes. Um, what like I think they were was it in Knoxville? I don't know. There was something in the mountains, like the the tigers are prowling around. I, I gotta send you this video. It was was it the football one from this past year? No, it wasn't this year. I feel like it was uh, 2020. Uh, Mizzou on the prowl. I'll find it. Oh, uh, I'm I'm. It's coming back a little bit. Like the player is literally like crawl. Like it's just weird and it did not go well. Um, feel better about this team's path after seeing what their draw was who who like you were kind of skeptical coming into the tournament but like after seeing what the path is to them making a deep run you feel better about their chances you want to know who i think got just like the the most gift wrap draw imaginable of Hmm. like a top four seed xavier Hmm. um i i am very low on xavier as a team i i challenge them to play one defensive possession in march i'm excited to see them do it Mm -hmm. they can score the like crazy but they cannot play defense they don't force turnovers they don't block shots they don't do much of anything well defensively except not foul which to me just shows you don't play defense is jordan Um, crawford coaching this team now (laughs) i wish um and obviously like them not having zach Fremantle could play a negative role Mm -hmm. but i mean he's been out for 12 games now and they're more or less fine without him uh i mean like they beat providence twice they beat creighton 
and you know nearly beat Marquette on the road without Fremantle. So I'm not too worried about that aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is really about like the draw to me. So you get Kennesaw State, who is you know if not the worst 14 seed in the field, the second worst. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad because I really would like for Kennesaw State to do a big thing, but. It's not a great matchup when it's, you know, a KSU team that doesn't really force extra turnovers or extra possessions much uh, facing off against a Xavier defense that owns the boards uh, and a Kennesaw State team that's bled a lot of points from the three-point line this year against, you know, number three three three-point shooting team in America. And then beyond that, Xavier uh, either plays Iowa State or the first four winner, which is Pitt. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't know about you. Don't have any interest in seeing Iowa State's offense play another possession this season. Mm-hmm. And they just lost Caleb Grill, which is a huge deal. Um, so it's either Caleb Grillless Iowa State or Pittsburgh, who does not rated very favorably by the metrics, though has achieved quite nicely all year long anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, if Xavier cannot make the Sweet 16 with this draw, I don't know what to say because it is one of the easiest draws I've ever seen for a three seed compared to expectations. It's the Sean Miller redemption story that we've all been waiting for. I know everybody really wants it. Um, Name redacted has really been pushing it. Um, Who do you have the most doubts about going deep that you were kind of in on having a deep run and then you saw their draw and you're like, I don't think they have a deep run in them anymore. Uh, I don't know about a deep run necessarily, but Kansas really got screwed with a straw. Horrible, Mm. horrible luck for them. So first off, not only not getting the Midwest region that Houston got, which it was pretty shocking in real time Mm. and has only kind of grown more surprising as we've, you know, surpassed it. Like Houston's a better team than Kansas full stop, but was it a Bill Self thing? Maybe, but for Kansas to not get the Kansas city regionals, you know, kind of shocking. given the respect they generally get from the committee, right? Mm. Uh, But it's not just that. You draw either Arkansas, who is finally, like, mostly healthy, has Nick Smith, I mean, who will be the best player in the game, Mm. or at least the most talented. You got got way more lottery picks on Arkansas's roster than you do Kansas. Say you make it out of that, tough stuff. You got to play top five metrics team UConn in the Mm. Sweet 16. You somehow make it out of that, you either got to play Gonzaga or UCLA top five metrics teams in the Elite Eight. Mm. It is arguably the worst draw I've ever seen for a one seed, aside from maybe 2014 Wichita, mm. when they got that eight seed Kentucky team in the round of 32, and you're just like, oh, this is where it ends. Kansas kind of got that draw this year, and I really feel for them. Mm. Well, it was always going to be hard to go back to back. Yeah. If I honestly will say this, if they make the elite eight, that is an overachievement, like significant overachievement. Hmm. Uh, You should be proud of that at that point because you've beaten a top twenty team followed by a top five team. I like it. Um, Final four prediction, and then we'll wrap up with some quick uh, uh, hires, which has been pretty. (laughs) We've gotten a lot really quickly and some big rumors, but um, your official final four. Final four prediction coming into uh, tournament uh, Palooza here, Will Warren. So I, I I do two. I do one that's like, you know, bracket pool stuff for family where I'm like trying to win. And then one where it's like, I could definitely see this happening. Mm. So we'll go with the, we'll kind of go with the mix here. 
No, no, so, no, no, no. Let's do let's do the one that you think's happening. We don't need uh, to do the family pool. You can keep that. Like, yeah, screw uh, the family pool. <laughs> um, so I have been stuck on the South region for days because mm-hmm. I I've been on record as I don't trust Alabama's turnovers mm-hmm. in the tournament. I think somebody's going to exploit that. A potential round of thirty-two matchup with West Virginia is real bad for mm-hmm. that. I mean, given all the times we've watched West Virginia do this exact thing to opponents where they just force 500 turnovers in a game. You're like, oh, I can't get off a shot. Um, (laughs) I have, I'm going to go Arizona over San Diego State in the South. Mm -hmm. Uh, I really wanted to take San Diego State to the Final Four because they're an amazing value out there. I mean, you, you can essentially outplay your entire bracket pool if you take San Diego State to the Final Four. Amazing value there. But I just think Arizona's got the better roster, and I cannot totally trust Utah State to take them down in the second round. Mm. So I, I go Arizona in the South, uh, West or sorry Midwest Regional. Very easy for me. Houston over Texas. Mm. I don't have much doubt there. Um, the only doubt I have is Texas actually making it to there. There, you can make the argument for like a Xavier run, or say like A and M continues their hot streak. It could be Houston A and M in the Elite Eight. Hmm. But either way, Houston got, you know, not a gift draw because you might have to play Auburn in the round of 32 at home, basically. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, beyond that, you either have a very weak five or a very weak four or potentially Drake or Kent State in your Sweet 16. So I love their path. I think they're going to take full advantage. West, I have a Quick question. On- Auburn-Houston uh, would be in Birmingham, right? Yeah, which is not like a true home game, but it's yeah. it's two hours from Auburn versus however many hours that is from Houston. Yeah, okay, Which Continue. is ridiculous. Truly ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, Iowa's beating Auburn in the first round. Ooh. Uh, I've waited for three months to pick against Auburn in the NCAA tournament. I've mm-hmm. watched their games, and I see you can just see it written in the stars, Wendell Green lofting up a 35-footer <laughs> that hits Bertha in the fifth row. It's just so easy to picture. Mm-hmm. West region... I wanted to go UCLA because I think they're undervalued, but the Jalen Clark injury really puts a damper on that for me. I think mm-hmm. I'm going to go UConn out of the West over Gonzaga. Um, but it would be pretty funny if this is the Gonzaga team to finally do it out of all of them, the mm-hmm. one with the worst defense since Adam Morrison. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I don't know. I won't be shocked by much of anything. East, I'm really putting myself in a bind here. I have an Elite Eight of Tennessee and Michigan State. I do not trust Marquette. I think Kentucky is... They just do not seem March ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Vanderbilt loss gave me a lot of pause, and it's hard to bet against Izzo in, the, in March, really. Mm-hmm. This is a real dangerous game I'm playing, but I am going to take Tennessee to the Final Four as nothing more than a massive value play. Hmm. I, I mean, you can get Tennessee, the odds that Tennessee has to make it to the Final Four versus what ESPN, CBS, et cetera, users are picking out, you can get like four times the bracket value that you should. Hmm. It's astounding. They're well worth a try. Uh, and especially if you're like a huge pool. Yeah. Beyond that, I've got Houston over Arizona in the final. I, I know it's a little bit too perfect for words, but I don't trust Alabama. UCLA would have been my other pick had Jalen Clark stayed healthy. Mm. Um, Houston simply makes the most sense because 
on nights when they're not shooting well, they offer the amount of just massive amounts of rebounding, massive amounts of turnovers forced to overcome it. Hmm. They're no matter who they take the floor against, basically always going to have a huge shot volume edge against. And I think that's going to matter in a year where there's no elite teams. There's no obvious, like, you know, kryptonite for Houston's thing they do. So I, I think they're my pick to win it all. You want to get mine? I would love to hear your final four. I think Alabama makes it in the South. Mm-hmm. I hate this. I think Alabama makes it in the South. I think Miami makes it in the Midwest. Ugh. Midwest is the most mercurial to me. I just I know it's not going to be Houston, and I don't believe in Xavier to be able to make it through. I don't believe in Texas at all. See, that's like, how I feel about the entire left half of the bracket. Interesting. You could also sell me on Auburn making it through. That would be very funny. You could sell me on Auburn making it through. Because um, I think Auburn, with a home game against Houston, would not surprise me if that's where Houston goes down in a slot yeah. fest against against Auburn. That would, that would not <laughs> surprise me in the least bit. In the West, I've got um, UConn making the mm-hmm. Final Four. In the East, I've got um, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. That's that's a very reasonable pick, I think. Yeah, it's a great value again. Then you get Kentucky, Bama in the Final Four on that side. I think Bama wins that one, and then I think you get um, you uh, where to go? Um, I'm looking at my brain. Where, where am I? Where to go? You're, you're... Uh, Miami and UConn. I was like, where did Miami yeah. go? So... Miami and UConn. I think UConn wins. And then I think UConn beats Alabama in the national championship. I think UConn wins the national title. That'd be so. That'd be your first four seed champion since 1997 Arizona, if it mm. were to happen. Which I mean, in this year of all years, feels fairly <laughs> realistic, to be honest. I just feel like they're gonna the most the most complete. I like them. I like their early season. They were undefeated for a while. I I don't know the the stat about UConn when they had that kind of start. They only win national titles. I can't shake it, Will. I can't <laughs> shake that feeling that it's just they're going to take advantage of a weak overall top tier year and UConn just runs the gauntlet and wins it quietly. Let's get a, I would like to get a couple bonus predictions on the books. Yeah. All right, so, and these are just quick fire. Number mm. one, does a 15 or 16 seed win a game? Yes. I think I agree. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think I a think, 16 does. Like, I don't think UNC no. Asheville gets it. I don't think Vermont, but Vermont would not, Vermont or Marquette is like spicy. Princeton stinks. They're not beating Arizona. Um, Colgate, yeah. I don't think, is beating Texas, although. It's plausible. The, yeah. the one with the easiest path to envision is Vermont. Yeah. So I, I could see that. I think it's at least worth a shot. I did. So John Fendler on Twitter mm. posted the, not like a betting guy, but the odds of like, the books have it at like plus 190 and he measured it at plus 130. So there is like real value there in picking like just one, any of the 15 or 16 seeds to win, especially this year. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I agree with you. I think there's going to be one somewhere that pulls it off. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's going to be hard to tell who it would be extraordinarily funny. (laughs) If it were Howard or um, Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Yeah. But I I just don't see it. Yeah. Um, let me think of another one. How many one and two seeds go down before the Sweet Sixteen? 
out of eight. Six. Oh, oh, you mean go on to the sweet sixteen? Yes. Okay. I think six go on. I'm gonna say five. Okay. Uh, I think you're gonna lose a one seed somewhere. Mm. Obviously, Kansas is kind of the peak guess, but I would not sleep on the potential West Virginia Alabama matchup or mm. uh, Auburn Houston. Auburn Houston, but the Memphis FAU winner versus Purdue is quite mm. intriguing. I don't think I would pick it on its face. But it's one of those where you see the matchup and you're like, well, you know, I can envision that. Like, that's plausible. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I don't think people have really said this much. Mm. I like FAU more against Purdue than I do Memphis. Um, mm. The fact that Memphis cannot rebound a basketball on defense, uh, kind of a problem when Zach Eadie's on the other team. So, mm. uh, you, you know, you're hearing that more and more that you have to. Uh, what is it that Torian Prince said that one time? There's like a, when the ball comes off the board and you grab with two hands, that's a rebound. Yeah. Somebody tell that to Penny Hardaway. Um, <laughs> you know, just got to get that on the books. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two seeds, though, you can easily see Marquette losing to one of MSU or USC, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think UCLA is going to be in serious trouble against the Northwestern Boise winner. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't seem like that matchup's really going to exploit it. But Texas is in got a little bit of trouble and then you can see where arizona might drop it to utah state Hmm. um it's harder to imagine but it's plausible uh but yeah i I, you can see uh, at least two or three going down this first weekend i think people are going to be pleasantly surprised by the amount of chaos that happens you know honestly more in the round of 32 than the round of 64 that's fair all right well well that was our march madness preview it's gonna be fun it's gonna be a fun day i i think this is and i've done the you know we've talked about the research i've done on here Mm. this has the chance to be one of like the three to five craziest tournaments ever Mm. uh on the books i mean it makes a lot of sense as one that you know is historically nuts which i'm excited about i love when things go you know bonkers like that Mm -hmm. so i i don't know i you can see it like you can definitely see it coming it would be very funny if this was just chalk all the way. Mm-hmm. My father-in-law was like, what's the argument against me doing chalk for my breakfast last <laughs> night at dinner? And I was like, well, yeah, I actually can't argue against that in a mm. four-person pool. But um, no, I really think this is going to be quite the fun tournament. I think it's going to be a deal where you get like one one seed in the final four and then mm. a bunch of like, how the heck did they end up here? So yeah, it feels a lot like when, the, feels a ton like when the championship game was Louisville, Michigan. Hmm. Yeah. Also, I'm not a bracket person. My wife's making me do a bracket. I filled mine out in five minutes and I've forgotten who I picked. I, I like care. It. I invested, I will say, this year is the first year I've ever done this. Mm. I bought into a survivor pool, mm. which I find a much more interesting way to watch the games than like yeah. the, you know, the old trill ball and me. Well, there goes my bracket. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Yeah. Um, well, because I used to be that guy, but now I am not. But the survivor yeah. pool I bought into, you pick like one team a day to win. You yeah. can't pick them ever again after they win. But this would be your hell if you were in an, an office setting, Will, yes. where everyone know they're like, yeah, Will, God, what do you think? How's your bracket, Will? It used to be like that, and thankfully mm-hmm. it's not anymore. The 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 only two years that I'm recalling that were like that it was like one of them Loyola Chicago beat UT, so no one wanted to talk about the bracket that next week, which was nice. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, the other one was UT Purdue, and everybody was in a good mood, so that was fine. Yeah. But 
Hopefully we get a game like that, though. I mean, cardiac stuff, but, I mean, that'd be fun. I would love yeah. a back and forth with the little uh, Carson Edwards 2.0. I don't know. I, w- I would like for a team to drag Tennessee into a three-point shooting competition. Yeah. And not, like, the evil way of, like, oh, ho, ho, here goes Tennessee, five for 25 from three again. Like, Tennessee's hitting 10 plus threes, and the other team is hitting as well. Like, that means we someone's not creating, games. though. I don't know who that means. It means Meshach's having a good game. Like the I, only, think I, means, I think it means, like, Vescovy's hit six or something. But, like, Vescovy, I don't know if you look, but, like, he's 75% of his threes are assisted. Like, yeah. just someone has to feed Vescovy when he's coming off those pin downs. I would so, wager, like, an additional 15% of those or like, ones where he's taken one dribble after yeah, the shot. Yeah, they don't call Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. There you go. Will Warren, always a pleasure. Uh, enjoy the weekend, and I'm excited to see how things progress. And Scary, uh, Lee, Scary Lee, tweet or uh, send you messages as Tennessee uh, goes against Louisiana. Hopefully, it's just easy, and I can fall asleep on the couch at 10:30 because it's they're already winning big. You gotta, you gotta get that coffee going. Here's a free advertisement for this three dollar cup I bought at Sheets two years ago. <laughs> um, go ahead and screenshot this one for the no context mm-hmm. Chase Thomas thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of old, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, really excited about this tournament. I definitely recommend going to my Substack because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not good at self promo. I hate doing self promo. But never trust someone who's good at it, though. Statsbywill.substack.com. I am doing a daily NCAA tournament preview with mm-hmm. you know nuggets and all the games, all the stats info I can find. It's like a mini show me my opponent that I already do for UT, mm-hmm. but for every team. And so I think people enjoy that. Try and exploit some matchups you might like. Don't use them for betting purposes. It'll make me feel bad. uh, Because if I lose you money, I'm going to feel like an idiot. So don't do that. Mm. But highly recommend it. A lot of content coming out over the next three weeks. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm looking forward to resting in like early April. But until Mm. then, it's full, full throttle. There you go. Will Warren, always a pleasure. Talk to you next week. Thanks for having me on. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah.